You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Well, it's Monday night, and this is the eve before the big election, one of the biggest midterms in a long while. This could uh, be uh, somewhat precedent-setting. We're going to talk about that in a little in a little bit here. But in the meantime, I do want to welcome everyone to our podcast, The Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. We are on live Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday at 11 p.m., same time, Eastern Standard Time. With me, as always, is the co-host, Sugar Shane. What's up, man? Oh, man, doing great, doing great. How about yourself? Hey, I'm doing okay. And also sitting in with us, as he often does, is Jack Casey. What's up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Hey, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio, and you can tweet us anytime. We are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on Spreaker and iTunes. And, of course, if you don't catch us live, you can catch us anytime your little heart desires by uh, going to one of those services and checking out our past episodes. Okay, before we get into uh, some of the things going on here with the election, which, like it or not, is the news of the day. I mean, this yeah. e- everything on the news, I don't know if you guys have checked it out at all, but everything is either election or election-related. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's just, pretty much why I stay away from the damn TV. And all I can tell you, it's not just the TV, it's everything. Yeah. Um, all I can tell you is I am I am glad that this election is over. Me too. Um. So sure uh, it will be. That. It will be in twenty four hours. What's that? So I'm sure Jack can even agree with it. Oh, nothing will make me happier than uh, never having to see another political ad again for the next six months. Yeah, for a whole six months. The, 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 they're already going to be starting uh, to talk about twenty uh, twenty. Uh, I've noticed that half of them don't even tell you anything. It's like here's this picture of this guy. Vote for him, and then that's pretty much it. There's nothing about issues. There's nothing about, you know, what he wants to do in office, you know, aside from the, you know, other attack ads. But lately, that's all I'm getting is like, hey, this yeah. guy's pretty cool. Put your vote in for him. All right. Yeah. America. And uh, I don't know if I, I, I check out different news programs and things like that. And I noticed that NBC News, their national news uh, program, every night begins with breaking news. That's the that's the. Oh, yeah. First thing that they, they come out with, breaking news. The election is five days away. And that's breaking news. <laughs> breaking, news. breaking news. We just figured out how to read a calendar. <laughs> it could be somebody pissing on a wall, and that'll be breaking news. So tomorrow night, it's breaking news. The election is four days away. Um, it's ridiculous. To me, breaking news is something that is unexpected, 
okay, and it is happening in real time. Okay, that to me is breaking news. Okay, following up on a story that's been continuing for six months is not breaking news. No. Uh, but it's breaking that's just, news that's all the time. Follow up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. Uh, well, you know what's happening is is that uh, since news has become on par with entertainment, um, and it's it it's presented that way, and the uh, grab for ratings is exactly the same as entertainment. That's weird. Most news doesn't entertain me at all. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they go after the viewer now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's a ratings game, just like entertainment is. And it wasn't always like that. You know, if you look at the, uh, the history of broadcasting, especially in the early days of TV, news was considered a public service. It, it was something that the networks did begrudgingly. They would rather have a show like The Honeymooners playing than, you know, some old cranky guy talking about what happened in Congress that day. It just wasn't that exciting. And we've talked about this before. The uh, What changed TV in so many ways was the Kennedy assassination. And that was a big wake-up call for, for the networks. Prior to that, the real journalists were in radio. Okay. And um, obviously, the entire country that weekend was glued to their TVs. And the realization came along that, you know, news can grab people's attention. And as the '60s went along, there um, God, you they had got more information. They only had more. Oh yeah, to. I mean, the, so much happened with Vietnam, and you know, with the other Kennedy uh, and Martin Luther King, and uh, the riots, and the Democratic Convention in 1968, and we could go on and on with this. So by the time the '70s rolled around, news was starting to become business. Okay. And the competition for um, the viewers started really about then. And then in the 1980s, you had cable. And that evolved through the 1990s with more and more 24-hour news networks. And and what you got now is this free-for-all. You know, get those ratings, and I, I just don't know. Um, I'll throw this to you, Shane. Um, you know, you, you, you're kind of fresh out of the, the broadcast school and everything else. Is that a healthy thing? Uh, not really. Not really <laughs> at all. Okay. Not in my opinion. I don't think it's healthy. But uh, news... Uh, I, I think it becomes business, and then it's not really about the story, but more about the money. Yeah, and that's what I, that's why I don't think it's healthy. But I realize also, though, that if there's going to be a network, it has to make money. Yeah. So I also yeah. realize that too. So I'm, I mean, I'm kind of like on both sides of the coin. I mean, you can't just have a station and not make any money because you won't be in doing it very long. Right. And, well, now we now we have the advent uh, of social media, and news is being presented on that as well. So I'm mm-hmm. going to throw this to you, Jack. Um, at what point does competing for clicks do more harm than good? Well, um, it depends on who your sponsors are. You'll see it a lot with YouTubers. Um, I, I watch a lot of gaming news. In fact, most of the uh, content I consume is YouTube, pretty much. Okay. And um, you will see, and nowadays it almost seems to me that um, people are a little bit more transparent, like most of the YouTubers will say, look, I'm advertising for this company, like yeah. this company's sponsoring this, so I'm not going to go after them for anything unless they really screw up. And uh, recently, um, you've heard about that uh, that online therapist thing, right? I've heard about it. I don't know the details of it. No, uh, I I've heard of it. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, the gist of it is that you... Um, you go online, you kind of fill out a questionnaire, and then you can get therapy online for like X amount of money per week or <laughs> per month. Yeah, it's it's over. Uh, well, anyway, shit. 
which I can kind of see a bit of a benefit of. Like, it's not meant to be intensive therapy, but, you know, there are people out there who need someone to talk to, but don't have the money to do it. I guess if you like web talking, I guess it could be some kind of connection. Well, anyway, there's this big uh, PR disaster that they had in which, um, like, there was something in their terms of service that uh, was kind of showing that they'd sell information and stuff like that, um, you know, from therapy. And one of the bigger YouTubers, oh, Philip DeFranco, what? had been um, having them as a sponsor for a while. And um, he actually did show some transparency by as soon as, like, everybody got riled up and he saw what the problem was, he stopped, he cut off all sponsorship from them and decided to investigate it further, even though it was a product that he actually used. Another interesting thing, too, that you see nowadays is that these social media, um, you know, figureheads, I guess you called, end up tending to uh, use the products that they are advertising. Yeah. They're not just shilling for some faceless corporation. So a lot of them are into whatever product it is, which yeah. also leads to more native advertising, whereas they'll like fit it into the plot of their video or something, or uh, have a section which they'll just like make jokes about it instead of doing a straight readout. So it's kind of interesting watching that evolve over the past few years, ever since the uh, YouTube ad or adpocalypse, when um you know the Washington Post did that huge hit piece, and a lot of advertisers pulled out of YouTube. Hmm. Um, so okay. it's been fun to watch like instead of just corporations lording over um, it's becoming more of a grounds up like organic way of advertising your product yeah. whereas you hit up these individual people with their own microcosm of uh, of audience and then see how it can kind of grow and spread your message from there Yeah. so I think five years from now it's going to be a lot more different but there's going to be a lot more advertisers doing the same which is kind of interesting well, I can tell you that that comes from I, I sold uh, high-end electronics for for many years, mm-hmm. and um, after you established in in that industry, after you established a certain time period in the business, let's say you worked for a particular company for a year, eighteen months, or whatever the requirement was, most manufacturers made it very easy for you to buy their products. They would they would like sell it to you at below cost. And one of the reasons that they did that is that it was very well established that you sold what you had. You right. sold what you liked. I mean, that was very well established in that industry. Salesmen sold people what they personally liked, what they personally right. had. So I can understand why a lot of these uh, you know, companies are, are giving these products away to a lot of these uh, people who have a large influence. Because if they like it and they use it, they're going to talk about it. And yeah, it's, it's kind of in a sense going back to the old days. If you think about it, instead yeah. of having like you know newscasters or whoever like kind of shill something without ever even giving a crap about the product, you've got them uh, going back to when they used to have door to door salesmen and people like that who they would supply yeah. product for. And it's kind of cool to see that come back a bit. Like yeah. I can tell you that most commercials that I see on TV or Hulu or Hulu or you know, YouTube won't sell me on anything. It's like I find them as more of an annoyance. But I have actually bought a couple things that you know YouTubers or podcasters that I've you know listened to for years have said have uh, said that they liked. And honestly, I haven't had a bad issue with any of the stuff I have bought because of the influence. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't do it too much on, on this podcast or while I'm working. I'm, I'm segueing into another topic here. Um, but I have been known to use a lot of profanity, especially when I'm driving. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of um, the best times. I'm pretty sure I scare Lady Q every time I drive with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a new study came out: a psychologist Kristen Joy of Marist College and Timothy J of Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts believe that a lot of the um, uh, impressions that we have that cussing and all that is a sign of igno- ignorance and so forth, that the, that the truth might just be opposite, the opposite, okay? Hmm. Uh, their study shows that, it, this is according to, I'm not sure what this is, da- daily lessons learned. Their study shows that the skills to make up new swear words is very closely related to having a high vocabulary and fluency. People with a high IQ tend to have both of these and are hence more adept at coming up with novel <laughs> ways to swear. <laughs> mm. 
People who use taboo words understand their general expressive content as well as nuanced distinctions that must be drawn to slurs appropriately, the researchers say, and the ability to make nuanced disti- this nuanced distinction indicates the presence of more rather than less linguistic knowledge. Uh, I'll start with you on this one, Jack. What would you say to that? Agree? Well, you ever, uh, I would, I would uh, generally agree that people who are more creative and they're swearing tend to be smarter. Yeah, it's kind of like you have a difference between like, um, you know, I have neighbors downstairs I can hear all the time, and it's just effing this, effing that, and they just they never yeah. use any other word except fuck. Right. Whereas you know, some of my friends who I consider to be a bit more intelligent um, come up with words like douche canoe or uh, <laughs> um, stuff like that, you know. And I'll admit that I creatively swear a lot too. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, also, the study kind of reminds me, have you ever been around somebody who's just really bad at cursing? Yes. And it's just kind of cringeworthy and kind of embarrassing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that um, that study should point towards something like that, too. Like, what exactly makes it cringy? Because sometimes you can yeah. tell people just interject a swear word because they they're either trying to think of something to say <laughs> yeah. or um, it's just not organically spoken, you know? Um, exactly, sure. But, uh, yeah, I would generally agree. Another study that they did a while back found that... Um, Profanity, when used while you're experiencing pain, can actually bring your pain tolerance up. They had, oh, I um, believe that. Yeah, they had uh, two groups. Uh, one group held their hands under burning hot water, and the other one did as well. But the one group wasn't allowed to swear, so they could like you know say other stuff. But uh, the other group, you know, could swear as much as they want. And they found that uh, pain tolerance in the group that cursed was uh, they were able to withstand another extra, I think, five or ten seconds on average underneath the burning yeah. hot water. Yeah, so kind of cool. Yeah, I don't have the exact quote. Maybe uh, Shane knows what it is, but Mark Mark Twain said something about uh, cursing in that regard that it provides a leap to the soul that not even prayer can can provide. <laughs> yeah, I think you pretty much summed it up. I don't know exactly all of it by heart, but I. But you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. What would you say, um, uh, Shane, about this? Would you say that uh, you know that there's? Do you know creative swears? Are you one? I wouldn't say myself as a creative swearer, per se. I, I cuss a lot. There ain't no fucking doubt about that. But uh, as far as do I base it on intellect, I guess it could be. I mean, if you think about creative. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it could, be a, a, it could be a sign of someone that's... I wouldn't say it makes you a genius, but I would say that it does... Uh, makes you creative. Creative doesn't necessarily mean genius. They're not one and the same. Oh, yeah. one of the biggest idiots I know. Like, um, he he just doesn't make very very good life choices. But this dude could take a computer apart, put it back together, blindfolded, stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about a dude who jumped off the mall when we were in uh, high school, not once but three times. Then broke his ankle the third time when he landed on the sidewalk. And then his mom refused to take him to the hospital for a couple of days because he was being stupid. <laughs> like. Um, uh, like to set fires and stuff, but yeah, uh-huh. you can put him in front of a computer. He can, he could do pretty much anything with it. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, I mean, you can still be creative and not necessarily yeah. be smart on anything else. The yeah. way I kind of like to look at it is look at the difference between Ricky and Julian on Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, like Julian's supposed to be the smart one, but uh, uh-huh. he curses like way, way less than Ricky does. Um, uh, if you watch the show, you'd kind of understand what I was talking about a little yeah, bit better. I know what, I know Shane, what, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I can uh, string together some pretty good rhymes when I'm driving. <laughs> I mean, I gave, if, I, if I had a good backbeat, I mean, I'd... I'd <laughs> oh, wow. We might need to work on that. That'd be a good video for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Promoting it. I'll write the lyrics if you sing them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you... you uh, Dirty button. <laughs> da, da, mother of <laughs> yeah. I just come up with I, I don't know that they just kinda roll off my tongue when I when I get really mad. I can string together uh, just a a profanity laced rhyming uh <laughs> tirade of anger. That, Sometimes I feel like I'd fit in really well in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. anyway. speaking of, we just got listens from them this past week. Australia. Oh, yeah. wow, that's awesome. Down under. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not sure how to say this. It's spelled capital O U M U A M U A. I don't know if it's Omiwama or something like that. Sounds about right. But this uh, this uh, is what scientists say is a mysterious object that could possibly be an alien spacecraft or be a probe. Harvard researchers rated, this is according to, uh, let me see here, NBC News, their mock section, Harvard researchers raised the possibility that it may be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth by an alien civilization. Um, Apparently this thing, I, I checked into this a little bit. Apparently this thing was somewhere around the sun. And it came in at an angle and a velocity that clearly showed that it was from outside of the solar system. And uh, this trajectory was something that isn't normally seen in that gravitational field. So there was some speculation about what was causing it to be propelled in that way. Um, And here again, I'm not an expert on this, but that's my layman interpretation of it. So, some of them got to, I don't know, maybe sitting around and letting their imagination get away from them a little bit. And said, well, you know, that's exactly how the probes work that we send out into the uh, solar system and beyond. Um, and I guess there is a a fabric of truth to that. I mean, if you want to sit around and speculate, um, you know, Sure. It, Quick question. It, it's possible, but uh, uh, the other there's other uh, uh, you know scientists that uh, aren't accepting what they call, according to this article, a clever hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> and there is also a more mundane uh, explanation, and namely that it's either a comet or an asteroid from far, far away. Uh, moving How big very is the subject? Um, they said, let me see here. I believe they call it a, a stadium-sized object. So uh, I, it's a fairly good size. Yeah, uh, it's pretty big. Yeah. But anyway, um, I know you guys have talked about this. This is something you guys kind of debate. Uh, let's see. I, I went to Jack the last time. I'll start with you, Shane. Uh, possibilities, not necessarily with this story in particular, but... Do you have uh, any uh, belief or any inkling that uh, we are being watched or observed from afar? Uh, do I think it's like alien life? Yeah. No. Okay. And uh, is there a reason? or? My personal belief is, is everything for me boils down to logic. And Right. If all these UFOs for all these years, 60, 70, 80 years we know of, since the 1940s especially, they've been zooming around in the air, coming down here. It just stands to reason to me that one of two things would have happened. They would have been friendly and landed, introduced themselves. Or they would have been threatening. Yeah. Not not just probing everybody's ass that comes along. Right and abducting them, it just don't make any sense to me. It don't. It don't add up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but who? Do, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it's just yeah, well, it, it don't add up. Jack, do, uh, do you have an opinion about this? Yeah, I, um, I think it's entirely possible that some other species out there is observing us right now. I mean, if their technology is to the point where they can cross thousands of light years. Or send a probe across thousands of light years and get somewhat instantaneous, in, you know, communication between yeah. the two. Then you would think that they'd be able to cloak themselves. Don't you think they would have um, communicated by now? Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, the, I, I like to think of it as like um, there are a few tribes down in South America, and I can think a few down in uh, Africa that have had no outside intervention, but we have, you know, tried and studied and observed them. Right. And I'm thinking maybe, you know, if we are being watched, maybe it's kind of the same thing. They don't want to spoil the data by directly interjecting themselves into our society. I guarantee you they're looking down here. They're probably thinking, what the hell is wrong with them? Yeah. Um, 
there, just, there was a, there was a tribe in in, uh, in the Brazilian rainforest too, wasn't there? That they yes. were doing. That? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who uh, was so hostile to outsiders that they almost took down a helicopter by shooting arrows at it? <laughs> wow! So the government just decided to leave them alone. They were like, you know yeah, what? Let's let them do their thing. Yeah. How the uh, hell do you take a helicopter down with arrows? They they were shooting like rocks and arrows and all kinds of crap Damn. at it. They'd also they'd attack any like outsider that came anywhere close to them too. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Shane, if you can live in the Amazon jungle with nothing but a loincloth, you're yeah, a pretty you're a badass. badass. <laughs> yeah, you're badass. You're right about that. You're badass to begin with. I don't. Want you're going to be figuring out some ways to hurl some uh, rocks and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I think this is possible, but is it likely? I don't know. Probably not, because you have to yeah. look at how many species you know conceivably have survived uh, each step of the Great Filter. Yeah. Which we're getting close to another stage of. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, the, the 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 problem when you when you have a discussion like this with somebody is they can hit you with what ifs all day long, and you really can't answer it because you know the, the you're only limited by your imagination when it comes to these things. Oh yeah, do I believe that there's life out there? I mean, there has to be. We you, can't be the only that's civilization. The general consent. That's I mean, the general just based consent. on numbers and the size of the universe alone. There's yeah. no way that we're the only civilization out there. And then again, you can also get into like defining what is a civilization. Like, yeah. Perhaps a species that got wiped out had an AI that they kept going. I mean, are there interdimensional? You know, it's just yeah. it could go on forever. Um, but yeah, we're un- unquestionably there's life elsewhere in the universe. And, and, and we should make a distinction here that uh, um, for my money, I would have to say that microbial life almost certainly exists somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Um, whether or not, uh, when we talk about a civilization, um, that can mean a lot of things. And you, and you have to understand that the, the the playbook is wide open on any kind of life that could be out there. I mean, we would presume that any, car, any uh, life form that we could relate to would have to be carbon-based. But that doesn't really say a whole lot. Oh, no, there could be silica-based life yeah, and, forms. Yeah, and even carbon-based doesn't mean we could relate to it. And, and you have to understand that um, and, uh, there might be a, a, a way of gauging intelligence, a way of gauging morality, a way of engaging uh, uh, how that life form interacts with its... Their laws could be totally different from ours. They, they might not even recognize our life form as something that is life mm-hmm. on, on their scale. Okay, so it's 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 so far removed from anything that we could possibly imagine, and that's why it's so important for us to get uh, some evidence of microbial life. Because if if we can get that, uh, we can determine first of all that's going to give you one of two options. If the life that we find, let's say, in terms of DNA and, and cell structure is very similar to what we have here on Earth, we can pretty much determine that there is a, a, a some sort of a common source for life out there. Right. If it is completely different, if it's just off the charts completely different, um, then we can determine that life may, in fact, uh, start up any number of different ways throughout the universe, in which case all bets are off. So... Um, uh, we just don't know. I, I would have to say, logically speaking, the chances that we are actively being observed or, or, or you know, the aliens walking among us and all that, I would have to say that's very unlikely. Very, yeah. very unlikely. Um, th- there's just too many variables with that. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say no to that. Um, but here again, you know, th- there's no end to what the possibilities could be. So you always have to say, we, as far as we know, but, uh, um, you know, any type of intelligent life would have probably, if they were here, uh, would have been detected. Or, uh, you know, we, we're pretty much at a point now where almost pretty near the entire world is, is blanketed and observed. You know, somebody lights a missile off a half a world away, and we know in a few seconds. Yeah. And uh, I, I just don't I, I just don't know that... Uh, you know, uh, a, a, a sizable object could make its way here and from far, far away. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, here again, you always go, well, you don't know about their technology. You don't know about this. And then here again, that's you're only limited by your imagination. Right. Um, so, I mean, 
um, any, any civilization that could transport people uh, through teleportation or through wormholes or anything <laughs> like that are so far advanced than what we are, they would have absolutely no interest in what we are doing. Yeah, you ain't lying and, about that. And, They'd look and, at us and, like and, cavemen. And, and, uh, and beyond that, uh, uh, they would have been here by now. Yeah, exactly. they would have been here, but and that's what a lot of scientists say. Yeah. If you look at the age that's, of the universe, any 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 life form that would have that kind of technology would have found us by now. Oh yeah, that's so, what I, that's, I, that's where I stand. Yeah, and it's, but here again, you don't know; it's pure conjecture, and uh, that's all there is to that. Okay, all Speaking right. Speaking of well, conjecture, what yeah. do you guys would think if, uh, say, like we had first contact tomorrow? How do you think the governments and the people and religious institutions and all that would uh, would react to it? That would be wild. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd that be would just be, like I think it'd be divided. Like if they couldn't cover it up, if it happened, like say on live TV, I don't yeah. know, a Trump rally or something, and they couldn't deny it. I don't know. I think we'd probably maybe fall into some kind of weird disarray for a while. I, I would say so, and that's one of the, that's another thing I always I always say, and I say the same thing about people who who claim to have had ghosts. Or people, you know, all, all these things—they uh, always happen in the middle of the night in a dark room somewhere. You, you, you know, Abraham Lincoln is never walking around Daytona Beach at noon around a hundred people on the beach. Right. Okay, and, uh, and and these aliens always land in some cornfield out in you know who knows where. They never land on the fifty-yard line during the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, but yeah, if that would happen. You know, if, if these things would land in an area that uh, you know, like New York or something like that, where that you where you have, you know, the, the most media that you could possibly have located in one central location, and and uh, and there was something that was that undeniable. Um, boy, I tell you that that would be something. Uh, you could make the argument that the world would come together because we wouldn't know what they wanted or what have you at first, and you know, is this something that the world was going to have to fight off? Um, or you you could have a lot of people, you know, you know, go off on some religious tangent saying it's a sign of the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, you you just don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, that would take that would be, that would be obviously uh, the only the only thing second to that, in my opinion, the only thing that would be more um, shocking. To, to civilization than an alien visitation. The only thing that would be more shocking and more significant was if they could find significant proof that spiritual forces were affecting our daily lives. Those two things would be yeah. monumentally the change the course of history. And uh, just so far, it just hasn't happened yet. And, uh, you know, you can believe whatever you want, but empirical evidence, we just don't have it. Right. So, um, you know, that's, uh, you don't know. Um, so that's a good question there, Jack. I don't know. That that would be scary. What if the only uh, humans aliens ever encountered were the backwoods hit, or hicks in the cornfields? <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they didn't. Maybe that's why they didn't say anything. They just kind of pissed yeah. off to another dimension, you know? Like, oh, yeah, screw these people. <laughs> Shot at our UFO twice. Did you see that yeah. son of a bitch? He didn't even have no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I've been dropped off uh, at the last, uh, house to grab a meal and saw they didn't have no teeth either. <laughs> last third, yeah, they were of the redneck po- aliens. Yeah, the last third of our podcast here. Um, speaking of the apocalypse, tomorrow is the election. Um, I'm ashamed to say it. I'm going to go ahead and admit it. I'm not going to vote. Um, I, I, I just. I don't, I don't feel know. Strongly I, I can't enough for feel, anybody. I can't feel good about any of it. Um, there isn't somebody that's really blowing me away, and um, I don't like the hierarchy in the Democratic leadership. I don't like the hierarchy in the Republican leadership, and. Um, I don't feel I, I, here in Ohio. I don't particularly like the candidates for governor. I don't like either one of them. Um, so my attitude is: let somebody who gives a damn uh, take the vote. I, I just um, 
I think it's your civic duty that if you don't have any knowledge or, or if you can't take a firm stand on any candidate, it's, I think it's your civic duty not to vote, in my own opinion. Yeah, I, I can't... That's my uh, opinion. I, I can't... Um, yeah, you know, I say all the time I'm an independent, um, and I'm an independent because the right and the left have lost their minds. Yeah. I, and I, I don't... I, I just can't dig either one of them. And right now, we have a two-party system, and uh, quite frankly... I'd like, I, yeah, you know, you know, the founding fathers never wanted a party system. No, they said that was going to be bad, and it is. Um, and uh, I really don't care what happens tomorrow. I, I really don't. We, I only, just, we really only got one party right now. It's called confused and fucked up. Yeah, I mean that's really what it boils down to. Because all of them is just screaming and raising hail in the streets and don't trying to get their damn point across and they and because they refuse to sit down and talk there's nothing going to happen it doesn't matter yeah. tomorrow to me really what fucking happens to be honest with you i don't even care if there's a flip of the script and the democrats control something you know why because the fucking republicans ain't going to sit down and talk with them it's not going to make yeah. a shit yeah. they're not going to sit down and talk with him how about you uh uh shane uh, you have any uh strong feelings about voting versus no, not voting I'm not, no i'm not voting for, i'm not voting because i just don't have a i'm like you i don't really have anybody that i can really pull for yeah and i don't know enough about some of the candidates and i'm not going to go in there and play any money mo in the damn voting booth yeah yeah now jack you're a political animal do you have any uh passion about this uh, i'm pretty much going to go to the polls tomorrow and vote for the candidate that i hate the least see that's not a choice in yeah, my opinion, it isn't. But you know, I I don't know. I I can't stand Mike Dewine. I don't like Richard Cordray that much either. But he seems to have actually done some things that are you know somewhat productive. So I'd rather see him as governor. Um, I'm going to vote straight ticket Democrat because I hate them less than I hate the Republicans, <laughs> at least the ones in power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and um, I, I do want to see them gain back at least a little bit of. Um, a little bit of ground on the national level so that we could maybe delay yeah, some balance. of the damage that Trump's doing and his and his little buddies. So I don't know, I'll probably wake up, go vote, and then take out money for rent tomorrow and, you know, just kinda watch the results, watch everything. Burn yeah, or not it. burn or whatever. So I'm just interested in seeing who's gonna what's gonna happen, but I yeah. don't think it really matters because until anybody I think can the sit down are, I think the Dems are going to take back a few seats in yeah, the House, yeah. and that's going to be it. It's not going to be like they're going to get a super majority or any of that. I mean, I'd like to see that personally because we need to do something. Yeah. Um, but I, everybody's hyping it up and saying that this is going to be this huge, like you know, sea change, and I am not seeing that happening. Y'all but I'm still going to vote for y'all you know one thing that for uh, president because y'all ain't got nobody worth a shit. Joe Biden ain't it, man. I ain't got nothing against no, him, but, but he don't need to be president. As much as I love Joe Biden, he's too old. Right. Sorry. Yeah. By, and by the time that that would roll around, yeah, he would be up there. Uh, and certainly by the time at the end of his uh, first term, which would be, what, 2004, yeah. he would really be up there. So, um, Shane, um, let me ask you this. You and I are similar in, in a little bit more closer in age than, than Jack here. Do you remember a time when there was this much division in the country? No. And, and what do you think can change it? Uh, I don't remember a time there's ever been this much division in this country as far as on a political scale. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's shocking to me, man. I mean, I watch the news yeah. now. And there is so much division. It ain't never been like this in my damn lifetime. I can tell you that. Now, I can't speak. Yeah, mine either. I mean, I've never seen it like this. It's like nobody will fucking sit down and listen. And that's what it's going to take is open in their ears, put down the signs for a few minutes, shut your damn mouth, and take turns talking it out and deciding what you can damn work on and then compromise on some things for both sides. That way, both yeah. of you can be happy to some degree. You're not going to get 100% of what you want. You know why? Because it's a fucking democracy. And that's how it fucking goes. 
If you yeah. want that, go get communism if you don't want that, because that's where they have that's where they tell you how they want it and that's how it's gonna be. But we don't do yeah. that here. Yeah. Um I, I can tell you I'm a little older than both of you. I, I in the late nineteen seventies I was in grade school. I was pretty young. But I was pretty aware. Much more so than, than grade school kids normally are of politics. And um uh, I, I, I can. There was, <laughs> there was a uh, uh, you know, you, in the late seventies, there coming up on the nineteen eighty election, you had uh, uh, the Democrats at that time, Jimmy Carter, and a lot of people felt that uh, you know he was a uh, um, uh, you know very liberal, and uh, he was soft on what happened with Iran, and that was the impression. It was more complicated than that. You can say it, buddy. Everybody thought he was a pussy. That's pretty much and, it. And uh, Reagan came along, and you and you had the people that said he was going to start World War Three, and, and this, that, and the other thing. And and a lot of people um, characterize him. Well, Reagan was just an actor. Well, no, he wasn't. I mean, even during his acting career, he was very active in politics. Uh, he became a statesman. He then became <laughs> governor of California. And he was a seasoned politician by the time he ran for president. It's very unfair to say that about him. No, I agree. And if you've uh, seen his movies, they weren't that great. Yeah, and and, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, he—that um, uh, was probably a time where you know you had those two camps that Reagan uh, was was too conservative, and he, he was going to be a warmonger. And then you had the people that didn't like Jimmy Carter because they said he was soft on Iran and he let the economy go down and he wanted higher taxes, those same arguments. But the thing about it is, is even though you had those two camps that were going at each other, for the most part, most of those people lived in the real world. Okay, They they differed on points and they argued about stuff, but their arguments and their points and their perceptions were in the real world. Okay, Now you have people who, and I've said this before, are living in false realities. They don't even acknowledge that the other side um, has any points that are valid. Everything that they believe in is fake news. Right. And, um, and, and they're almost cult. They're almost like a, like a cult now, as opposed to a political party or a political I- ideology, the the left is is out the window to the left. The right are, is off the rails to the right, and the people that are in the middle, the people that you you used to refer to as that have as ha- having the collective wisdom, it used to be the fringes were maybe the the tail ends of the ten percent. Okay, now the fringes are the tail ends of the 35%. So the, the, the people that only live in the real world are done the 30% of the population now. And um, I, I don't know, it's, it's getting like uh, the arguments and the politics are getting crazier and crazier. And I, I don't know what's going to change it. I mean, we talked about the news's influence, and I think you know that's certainly part of it um and and i think social media now you know you follow the people that you like you follow the news uh, streams that you like um and you block the people that have an opposing opinion and i don't know that that's a good way to i personally think it's a good idea to hear the things you don't like okay right. uh, to give people an opportunity to move the needle on you a little bit and we don't have that anymore uh, when when social media first started to break, the the hope was is that you could have this unfiltered news and access to information that wasn't driven by ratings like you did in the media and all that. But it, it went another direction. It, it's even worse. Yeah. Now because people close them off in groups and you stay in the bubble that you like, and uh, that's my opinion about that. So I I don't know what can uh, be uh, corrected. Um, Jack, I'll start with you on that. Do you have any um, any opinions about that? Well, um, I gotta say, you're, you guys are probably right. We're more divided than we've ever been, at least in my lifetime too. I'm 33, and um, I think a lot of it too is uh, like Roger I- or Ailes, the guy who founded Fox News, is fairly um, he was pretty much ground zero for creating these bubbles that we live in. Um, but one thing I am noticing lately, though, that's kind of interesting, is the number of prominent Republicans who are starting to jump ship. Yeah. Well, like just today, you ever hear of a guy named Max Root? 
Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of the name. He used to roast Obama. Very anti-Democrat, very anti-Obama. Uh, today he wrote a column with the headline, Vote Against All Republicans, Every Single One. Damn. Yeah, yeah so he, he's jumping ship now. And um, I don't know, I haven't seen as many people on the left jump shift from the left as you have from the right in the past couple of years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Um, so on my batshit crazy meter I think maybe the alt-right's kind of winning more points over the alt-left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's funny, too, because you get people like me who kind of go between both. It's like I could see merit in both sides sometimes when they're oh, not sure. being too insane. Think, that's what and we're be. called fence-sitters. And said, oh, well, you're too wishy-washy to go on either side. It's like, well, no, I just don't need one all-encompassing thing. But um, I guess people like me are quite rare now. But, yeah, I've been seeing more and more um, like threads on Reddit and stuff, like attacking uh, fence-sitters, as they call them. Yeah, Saying, oh, yeah. well, you're not really either side, so why do you hate America? And it's like, well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I see, that, that's an old saying in Texas. If, you, if you're on the yellow lines, you're going to get run over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Shane, what's your uh, any take on that? No, nah, I just yeah, it's just we're divided, and I don't don't I don't see any end in sight, man. I don't see any progress in the right direction. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And and you, and you know what? I, no matter what the results of this election tomorrow are going to be, in my opinion, um, it, it's going to cause greater division. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, one thing too that I've noticed as well is that you know, past the Cold War when Russia was kind of our common enemy. And then after yeah. the initial parts of, you know, the war on terrorism in the early aughts, I think another problem is that we all don't really have a common enemy anymore. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, you see us most united when there's some kind of looming threat, be it the communists, be it Russia, be it, you know, um, Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see that now that we don't really have a big cause that you know both sides can look to and go hey you know i may disagree with you but fuck those people i think that's another thing that's also dividing us a lot more so i don't know maybe having a common enemy is a good thing for many people it can be sure and that's why a lot of conspiracy theorists you know say that you know a lot of things we might have let happen right Uh, um and uh, that's you know i i don't really buy into that but yeah i can understand where people would would you know, we consider that. Um, but anyway, I, it's going to be interesting tomorrow. I will, um, I will say this, just like I posted on ahead. Facebook today. Today is a 100 year anniversary of the end of World War One, right? And we ain't learned a damn thing in a hundred years. We're the same dumbass people walking around down here, can't get along, and got to make war with one another. Absolutely. So, so if that don't show you something, I don't know what does. Same dumbasses yeah. as always. Yeah. Well, tomorrow will be interesting. Um, and for those of you out there, I mean, obviously, I would encourage you to do your civic duty. And especially if you feel strongly about oh, yeah. Uh yeah. You know, go out there and do what you got to do. Um, I'm, I've been sitting on the sidelines since 2016. I, I don't... It, I'm not going to get into it now. We're at the tail end of our show, but I, I just don't understand what happened to politics in this country. I, do, I, do, I don't understand Went it. Went to the shitter. And uh, uh, with that being said, uh, tomorrow night, <clears throat> you guys are doing the uh, uh, In These Layman Terms show. Now, that's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, sir. In These Layman Terms on Spreaker, In These Layman Terms, um, iTunes. iTunes, and, Stitcher, yeah, it, whole nine yards. Oh, fantastic. Now, um, you guys are going to talk about the Because you guys are going to be on when election results are rolling in. So are you going to talk about it at all? I'm going to be honest. I want to kind of avoid it. Yeah, probably not tomorrow night. I don't know that I will. We'll probably cover it here Thursday. I'd rather do that on this show, to be honest, because our show is more of like a comedy thing, not, you know. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lighthearted. Plus, I ain't even sure if Eagle Scout can spell election, so I really don't want to get into all that right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here to defend himself now. But, that um, don't matter. We used to pick on him all the time when he wasn't around. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're just trying to be more of a like weird news, like stupid, make fun of morons type 
podcast yeah. than you know Trump or yeah. I didn't mean to say that you guys were going to be like you know NBC News following every result, but I just you know obviously it might be worth mentioning because you are going to be live. Yeah, and there are going to be some key races going to probably get settled while you guys are on. I'm thinking yeah. maybe a quick note or a quick like note at the if beginning of the show, yeah, or maybe in the middle if there's anything breaking. Yeah, because it's going to be like the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I, if I get a notification, I'll send it, pass it on, and everything. We can do that during the show. But as far as me covering it, like for another thirty minutes, no, but, no. Yeah, I, I get, I get you there. Uh, of course, we will be back. This podcast will be back uh, Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. You can follow us on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. Uh, closing words. I'll start with you, Jack. Any closing words? Uh, vote tomorrow if you feel it. If you don't, absolutely don't. I mean, I'm not going to fault you for it. I know everybody's real rabid about, oh, but if you don't vote, that's not American. Well, like what Shane was saying earlier, I'd rather that, you know, the informed actually go out and yeah, vote yeah. rather than a bunch of Absolutely. people who are just, you know, fighting for Team Green or Team Blue or Team Red, you know? Yeah, I don't think that does us a very good service as a democracy. The fact that they yeah. say that, that we're not American, is outer bullshit, because that's what makes us American, because we have the choice whether we want to go out and vote or not. So yeah, tell you what, up your ass with that bullshit. I statement. pay my taxes just like they do. <laughs> Exactly. I pay my damn taxes whether I vote or not. And that's what keeps this country running. Right. Not you know? votes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I do my part. Exactly. And, when, and when, when a candidate comes along that's, that's you know, really got has got my attention and really, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go volunteer for him. Yeah. I'll, I'll go volunteer for him when the time comes. Um, you know, and uh, I heard Ice Cube uh, right after the election. You know, something he said, and really makes perfectly good sense. No matter who the president of the United States is, at some point you got to get up in the morning and go to work. Right. <laughs> you know, don't make it up, yeah. Hey, uh, Shane, any uh, any closing words? No, just vote if you have if you feel it, and uh, y'all have a good few days. Uh, like you said, we'll be here tomorrow night within these layman's terms, and then uh, Thursday night back here at eleven o'clock. We'll discuss the elections and all. We'll talk a little bit about that Thursday night. And uh, yeah, I'll probably good. be around for Thursday night if you guys want me on. Because right, absolutely, yeah. we'll have cool. a stat update. I'll have a, a statistics how we got listens and all Thursday. Oh night. yeah, yeah, that'd update. be really good. Yeah, because yeah. I, I that that's a always a very interesting thing to me. Okay, that's going to do it for our show tonight. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day and a big news day tomorrow. So uh, we'll talk about that on Thursday. Have a good night. Wake up. Babe. Oh, oh no, the room's on fire. Woo! Woo! Oh, it's uh, an alien invasion. Pew, pew! I guess I'll just eat this egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Or... Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer? Combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. With the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. That's 4% cash back on We Scream for ice cream. Oh, oh, I want strawberry. And 4% while you're screaming at the amusement park. The Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. Now, when you and the family go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA.